Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. I hope you are doing super well and are enjoying the summer while we're in the last stretch before fall, which is hard to believe. Thank you to all of you who have downloaded my Meet Your Wise Heart meditation. I am so happy to hear how much it is helping you because it has been so helpful for me too. So if you haven't received it yet, just click the link in the show notes to get your free copy. And today I am totally delighted to have Isabel Restrepo on this episode. Isabel is a dynamically beautiful and incredibly inspiring woman. She is a mentor for first-generation Latinas, helping them manifest their dream lives. She is also a very talented human design reader and most recently a podcaster. She has launched her podcast, Your Latina Mentor, which I was honored to be a guest on. She shares her experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between. So I have all of the links to connect with her in the show notes, and you will definitely want to check out the Manifest Your Dream Life course that she is starting on September 1st. I believe she still has spots left. And I know you will love Isabel as much as I do, as she shares with us so much of her heart and her wisdom and her inspiring story. So without further ado, please enjoy my chat with Isabel J. Restrepo of Your Latina Mentor. Welcome, Isabel. Thank you so much for being here on Intuitive Seek. I am so excited to hear all about your journey and the insane amount of wisdom that you have to share with my audience. So yes, welcome. How are you doing today? Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Mary. I'm so excited. I am such a big fan of Intuitive Seek. So to be a guest here, I'm just like giddy, giddy with (laughs) excitement. So thank you for having me. Oh, it is a Total pleasure. And I've wanted to have you on for a while now, but you recently launched Your Latina Mentor, and I was super honored to be a guest on that. So the timing really worked. We trusted the timing and it all worked out. But I did give a little bit of a lovely introduction. So the listeners do have an idea of what you're about, but I would love to hear from you. Where are you coming from? Where are you calling in from? What is your, well, I know what your sign is. What is your astrological sign and your human design? Tell us about yourself. (laughs) Yeah, well, thanks so much, Mary. Um, Well, I'm currently in Medellin, Colombia, where I'm from. So that's where I'm dialing in. I'm looking out the window. It's It's called the city of eternal springtime. And that's exactly it. The trees are green. It's sunny. It's beautiful. And I'm a Leo sun, Leo moon, Leo Mars, <laughs> Sag rising. It's a lot of fire over here. Wow. <laughs> and I'm a three, five splenic projector. So a little bit of an interesting combination of where projectors are a little bit um, 
not as energized, I guess you could say as generators. Like, it's like, I love you. Yes. Let me ride off all this energy, but let me go have some alone time. But I think that's actually healthy for everyone. Um, so yeah, that's me. And I guess I can give you a little bit of more background. So I did launch a podcast recently, your Latina mentor, and the inspiration was really because I grew up in Minnesota. So in the suburbs, there wasn't a lot of diversity. I didn't really have a Latina mentor growing up and, you know, navigating even just like, I just remember being really little and like translating things for my parents and how do I navigate college applications? How do I navigate negotiating a salary, which like, I don't like people still don't do a lot of women still don't do that. And just kind of learning all these things on my own. And so the inspiration was like, let me share some things that I wish people would have shared with me with other people and talk about things that in the Latin community, is not so open to talk about money is like, well, I don't know, like, just be thankful that you've got a job and that's it. Or a lot of scarcity mindset, um, or even talking about uh, intuition. And there's a lot of religious undertones of what that, you know, what that looks like. And uh, just opening up a space to talk about all of these things. So yeah, kind of creating this space where we can talk about all of these things that we or at least for me growing up, I wasn't really so open to to being able to share that. I also focus on manifestation too. So uh, we, as immigrants, I think we're sold this story of like the American dream. And at least in Colombia, it's like, oh, everything is so much better in the United States. And while there are some opportunities and there are a lot of differences, there's still kind of these um, challenges that we face of like, am I worthy of receiving the things that I that I am able to get? I think that's one of the things that we run into, especially as women, any woman, it's like, I should just be happy to be here versus like, no, I earned my place to be here. And how do we manifest the things that we want without any guilt, without any shame, with like feeling that embodiment of empowerment of like, no, I made this happen. Like, yes, my parents sacrificed a lot for me, but like I worked my butt off and, and releasing the idea that we need to work a lot to, to manifest. I mean, there's a whole, (laughs) there's so many layers to it, but um, I also teach people how to, how do you manifest? How do you enjoy that? How do you enjoy the fruits of your labor and, and kind of create this life that, that you want and dream of and bring it out into the, uh, reality of the physical world. So, um, a little bit of everything. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that because it is incredibly inspiring. And one of the one of the reasons that I really was excited to have you on was you do have in, in, like I said, an insane wild amount of wisdom and knowledge from so many different tools and expertise, but you bring them all together to really help first generation Latinas manifest the life of their dreams, but in a real authentic way, the way you were speaking about on understanding their own worth and what they truly want. And that is so beautiful and quite rare. So I love that 
this part of your purpose, because I feel like you're always doing that, but Mm -hmm. that now you're expressing it and ready to fully help the people that you are meant to from your heart. So I wonder, like when you were growing up, if you were kind of to look at yourself as Isabel now to Isabel then, can you tell us how you were kind of connecting to that inner lion, I would say, Mm. that inner worth, that intuition that maybe you weren't even aware of that you had? Can you tell us a little bit about growing up and having this drive, which you obviously have, and I feel like the listeners can hear already the passion and love that you have for helping others? Where, like, how did that manifest for you when you were younger? Yeah, well, thank you for that reflection, Mary. That sounds really good to hear when you mirror it back to me. But um, as I'm thinking about what I was like when I was younger, and one of the things I used to do, I was like seven or eight, I would go into my room. I'd have, I had this little tape recorder and I would like sing and talk into the tape recorder and like record myself. (laughs) And I just remember just like being in flow, quote unquote, at at such a young age, just like doing my thing. Like, I'm just going to sit in this room. And now that I'm describing it, I'm like, oh, that sounds very similar to what my setup is right now. I'm sitting on the bed as I'm, as I'm recording this podcast, the sunlight's coming in and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is like eight-year-old Isabel, uh, just like doing my thing. And I remember I used to get teased so much by my family because I would wake up two hours before going to school to get ready. And like projectors are known to like take their time and just kind of like go at their own pace. And I like, I would, that was me. I'm like, I'm going at my own pace. Nobody rush me. Like I'm getting ready for school. And I was like eight years old taking two. What was I doing for two (laughs) I don't know, but it was like so unapologetic. It was just like, this is me. This is what I'm doing. I, I like, don't care. Like this is it. Right. And, um, I think growing up, getting teased. I mean, families, they, they create the buttons, right? They push Mm -hmm. all the buttons because they created them. And I'm sure I've pushed buttons with my siblings and my family too. But I think then it's like growing up, I kind of drifted away from that, like from that really little Isabel just being like, whatever, this is me. I'm going to have a little photo shoot. Like I also remember having, um, a, like a magazine cutout of, of Jonathan Taylor Thomas and me oh. like posing next to him because I just thought he was so cute and just being so unapologetic about it and not yeah. caring what anyone thought. And like, I would say that was very Leo of me of like, take my picture and just like posing and like, just being this like sassy little eight-year-old and not caring, like not caring what anyone thought. And I think losing touch with that and and regaining it now. Like I think now as I'm going to be 35 next week it's just like this like inner feminine strength that's very adult like but has that kind of childlike wonder where it's like okay now I'm going to record this podcast in the microphone in my in my room but I'm going to talk about things that are really important to me but the feeling is still there of like very 
I'm just having fun with this microphone in this room and this is for me and that's it. And that's enough. And that's more than enough. It feels good to me. And that's all that really matters. Yeah. And I can really, (laughs) I really hear that. And I know that so many people also resonate with that where they were their full self when they were seven, eight, nine, they Mm -hmm. knew what they wanted to do and how they wanted to shine. And then because of family conditioning, societal conditioning, our own inner conflicts yeah, tend to really dim what we are destined to shine, to help other people with. It's not just for us. It's really yeah. about sharing our unique energy and our voice. And you mentioned being a projector. And I know that human design is a beautiful tool that you use in your work as a I would say self-development, but also kind of soul development, heart development, Mm. all of the things. Can you tell me how finding human design, did it bring you more back to yourself or did you kind of go through finding more of yourself and then human design was on the journey? Like, how is it for you? Because I know a lot of people when they hear that, they're like, what is that? And why would you believe in that? Like I know yeah, there are yes. really like, what, what does yes, that mean? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, well, human design to give listeners, if this is completely new for you, it's a tool. So it's a system of that mixes uh, the chakra Hindu system, the Kabbalah tree of life, astrology, the I Ching, all of these things. And it puts together this blueprint of the energy that you came into this lifetime with. So it shows you how you're designed to process emotions, uh, what drives you, how you're best designed to use your energy. And growing up, I mean, so projectors are about 20% of the population. We're really living in a generator and manifesting generator world, which is about 70%. So these are people that like, they if they're loving what they do, they can do it for hours on end. It's like, they forget to eat. They're so excited. And I'm like, oh no, that sounds very exhausting. (laughs) Even though I do, I can have energy to do that sometimes. But then when I'm by myself, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And that's kind of what was happening. So at that time I was working at Google and it was like, I would ride the wave of all of these Uh, projects and coworkers and I'm meeting clients and partners and all of these things. And then I'd go home and just like crash because I'm not writing off the energy of those people around me. When I found out about human design, actually, I was kind of in this process of, okay, work is a lot. I started going to therapy, which took me a while, but it was like, I'm I think it was beginning of 2018 where I, it was like this turning point for me in my life where I was like, I'm sick of feeling shame and feeling unworthy and feeling sad about things that happened in my childhood that I had no control over yet really felt this, like, I'm so unlovable because this happened. And Mm. it was like, I, I gotta make a change. Like, what do I do here? So I remember I started going to therapy learning about all these different healing modalities, energy healing, um, somatic, you know, everything. And I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about human design. I was like, what the heck is this? Mm -hmm. 
So I looked at my human design and it was like, I'm a projector. Oh my God, this makes so much sense. And it was just like, this tool gave me permission to simply be me. Like, it's like, no wonder I do these things. No wonder I think this way. Projectors can see other things or systems really clearly, but we can't see ourselves as clearly. (laughs) I guess that's part of the gift. Um, And I just remember being like, oh my God, this tool is amazing. And I just, I was like obsessed and I've been obsessed ever since, but there is this fine line of like, how can I use it as a tool versus like, oh, now I'm subscribing to this thing because it gives me an excuse to do or not do something. And I think that's also normal. I guess Mm -hmm. we all kind of go through it. I remember me like, oh, I'm a projector. I don't have energy. So like, I'm not going to do it, but I'm like, okay, wait, what's, what's underneath there? What's underneath that? And so for me, human design is just another tool in my tool belt. And it just kind of depends. Like if I'm going through, okay, I feel like human design gives us this first layer, Mm -hmm. but then it's like, sometimes it'll like spark something in me where it's like, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting my attention pulled just a little bit deeper. And then I'll use a different tool, like energy healing or, or getting the support of somebody. I know you and I, you've been so supportive with me and uh, raking sessions, uh, dream interpretation. I mean, you're also so talented and just all these different ways and beautiful ways that you see the world and even your podcast. It's like, okay, how could, it's not just me on my own doing this thing. It's there's tools and people and ancestors and, you know, guides, like there's no way we can navigate this world alone and we're not meant to. So, so that was a really long <laughs> way of saying that it's, it's a tool. And with everything else, it's like, how can we use it to empower ourselves? How do we yeah. use it to um, come back to our intuition when we sometimes forget how what that looks like? And yeah, human design has really helped me understand that of like, oh, that's why I do that. Or that's why I can make a decision on the spot. And there is no rhyme or reason. That's just it. And that's what I need to trust. And that's like, that's how I reach into my intuition and listen to that and develop it when it's like, oh, I can understand why I do these things. And I don't necessarily need to have all the words to verbalize it. It can just be. Yes, completely. And it was not, I mean, I could have heard you talk about it for much longer than that. (laughs) And I love the way you described it too, because you are, you do have a quite a deep talent on relaying somebody else's inner blueprint, as you put it, back Mm. to them through their human design. But the way that you do it and the way that you're speaking about it, I find it's a little bit different because you're offering this inner blueprint to remind themselves how they can lead themselves again. Yes. The tool is there to reflect back to you the permission to just be yourself. Yes. That is amazing. So I think that the way you described it makes complete sense. And yeah, very, a very special tool that is supportive rather than a new, you know, ideation or some type of almost kind of religious belief in, okay, like projector, you said, 
normally you're only supposed to work with like three hours a day or something. Yeah. And that's in the box of it, but. Yeah. Which it's so funny that you say that because for a while I was like, that sounds amazing. I'm going to subscribe to that. And then it's like, wait, but this, like, that was like actually kind of like a detriment to me, but I kind of had to go through it. Right. Like, it's like, okay, that sounds really good. I'm going to subscribe to that because I'm so tired and so burnt out that like, that's the answer. But then I was like, oh, wait, this is actually not supportive for me. (laughs) Like I like working on things that I enjoy, like creating a podcast. And sometimes it takes me more than three hours a day. So like, that's not very helpful. Right. So I love that you reflected that back of like, this is really a tool to come back to me, like what's going to work for me. And as projectors, so everyone has uh, nine different energy centers um, and there's within the nine centers, there's these things, things called motors. So I have two out of the four motors defined. That's going to be a lot different than a generator with one motor defined or a projector with no motors defined. There's so much nuance that like, the blanket statements also just kind of, it's a good entryway, but it's like, oh, there's so much nuance that we got to get into, into the depths of it. And the more that I did that, the more it's like, oh yes, this is me. Like, and, and it's like, kind of like one of those things where your soul knows deep down, this isn't like new information that that's the key and that's, what's going to set me free or whatever. Totally. (laughs) Even though I think sometimes I do approach things that way just because I get so excited. And I've also reached a point where it's like, no, I'm good now. This is just another tool. There isn't like this external answer that's going to change it all, but really it's like, okay, how do I come back to my core? That's like the key question. It's like, how do I come back to me? And if this tool helps me do that, then great. And if other tools help me do that, that's great too. But how do I come back to me? That's like the main thing. Yeah. And speaking of that, so you are such a beautiful expert in human design and I know you use it with your clients and especially helping them manifest the life of their dreams, which can sound like, oh, a little bit effusive or kind of like a pipe dream. But the Mm. way that you put it, it really is about helping them see what they want Yes. And that they can actually do whatever they want, like that they have a choice again. So I wonder, moving back to when you were working at Google, but then also not very happy in your personal life, it sounds like, but you were high achieving, but still searching for some kind of meaning. How did that move you to Columbia? Like what happened in between? If you were at Google in the States going to therapy, trying all of the modalities. What's the in-between? Like where, and I'm feeling, where did your intuition come in? Mm, Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So I was working at Google and I mean, I had a really fun job. I worked with television networks within Google. uh, There's a YouTube TV team and it was fun. It was like, I was working with ABC, NBC Universal, CBS, you know, these are major television networks and Huge. in the United States. And um, and it was just, it was really fun. Like that, that's it. But then I was like, 
okay, but I'm coming home and like, what happened? Like, I, like there's like, Mm -hmm. there's a disconnect, like, yes, this is really fun and flashy and it can look so good on the outside, but like, why is this like, like, this doesn't fill my heart. And I know that can sound so cheesy, but like, like, what's the point of all of this? If I'm, if when I come home, I don't feel fulfilled. I know that the listeners of this podcast, many of them are in a similar space Mm. that you were in. So when you were working at Google, YouTube TV, all these giant networks, I'm sure the minute you say to anyone at that time, oh, I work for Google, everybody's eyes go like, wow, oh, you're on the forefront of it. Wow. Oh, amazing. Like, what is that like? Oh, you have it on your resume. You're set for life. Oh yeah. You, I still get that. Probably, right? <laughs> that doesn't go away. <laughs> or like, hasn't. Uh, you earned that though. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you, if it feels good to do, yeah. could you kind of talk through, I'm kind of picturing you walking through your door at night. Like, what is the feeling going from the dream job to the reality? Yeah. Um, I remember, well, two things. One, I would come home and I would start looking up things that interest me. So it was like, I'd go to work and then I'd come home and like learn about human design or learn about uh, inner child healing or learn about energy healing. It was like, I want to go learn about all these things. Yes, I'm exhausted, but I'm so drawn to these things that like, thank God I'm finally home from work so that I can go learn about all of these things. So, and were you like literally Googling? Oh yeah. I, yeah. That's so wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I literally was Googling and watching YouTube videos and like looking up all these other things. And it, I guess it wasn't necessarily so clear at first of like, I'm unhappy in this job. I got to go find X. It was like, okay, this is, this is not as fulfilling as I thought or as I I guess to kind of go back. So when I was in New York, so before LA, before Google, I was living in New York and I was working at NBC Universal and I had been there for maybe two and a half years, I think. And it was kind of like, okay, I know what goes on here. We have fall premieres. We have, you know, New Year's. It was like, I kind of knew it. It's like, okay, I can do this job. I'm getting kind of bored. And that's just like a pattern that I have. It's like once I've been doing it and I know what's happening, it's like, okay, time time on for the next thing, time for the next thing. Yeah. And I was living in New York and I went to LA for a conference and I started joking. I was like, maybe I should just move to LA and then oh. <laughs> talk about intuition yeah. because it was just like a little like, bing, like I should just move here. And I remember I made a friend at the conference and she was like, she reflected it back to me. She's like, oh, you've joked like multiple times now that you're going to move here. And I was like, I have, like, I didn't even know. I didn't even notice that I had. And I go back to New York and I'm on the train. I'm on the subway. I remember I'm sitting down and then the person next to me starts like coughing. They're like clearing their throat. And then I, I just like got super grossed out. Then all of a sudden, like, someone else on the train was coughing, then someone else. And it was just like, you know, the horror movie where it's like, and like everything starts to like, yes, <laughs> make well, no, I was especially like, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> this was pre-COVID, but like, it was just like, I got to get out of here. And it it felt like I got to get out of this, this subway cart. I got to get out of this station. I got to get off this state. Like it was like, I got to get out of here. And I followed that intuition where it was like, I'm going to LA. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I remember I gave my two month notice for work. Cause I was like, my lease is up at the end of September. This was like early August. Uh, just so you guys know, in case something comes up and I need to like move quickly, you're, you're all prepared. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no line job lined up, nothing like this was just like me being like, I'm leaving. I mean, I was like well into my career at this point. And well, even before that, I had like gone and taught yoga for some time, went back to nine to five, but I had, I was here at NBC. And then uh, a lady that I worked with was like, oh, why don't you talk to somebody at YouTube TV? I was like, okay. And then within three weeks, I had a job offer. It was like, it was like, talk about in like following my intuition and like not even questioning it. And at that time, I didn't know that that's what that meant. Like, I Mm. guess I didn't have the language of being like, I followed my intuition and that's what happened. Like, it was just like, oh no, I just know that I'm going to LA and I'll figure it out. And that's it. But like, and was it that's it <laughs> an inner knowing? Oh my god, I yes. love it so much. Was it yeah. an inner knowing, like the way it spoke to you? Can you remember? Like yeah, yeah, feeling? yeah. My so my I have uh, splenic authority in human design, which means like it's very much in the moment. It's like a yes mm. or no. Sometimes for me, it's more than a yes or no. It's like a little voice. Like it's just this other Isabel or. I don't know, like it, it's just this other voice that mm. will tell me the thing or, or like, just like move to LA, like that's it. And the, yeah, this inner knowing just like, that's what I'm going to do. And that's it. Like, that's it. So I moved to LA, I'm working at YouTube TV and I'm thinking, this is great. This is like, I guess I didn't have a lot of clear expectations. It was more like, I'm working at this fantastic place. I'm living in an apartment by myself. I had never lived on my own in New York. I always had a roommate. Oh, right. And of yeah. 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 <laughs> rents are rents are high there. Um, and I was I I ended up making almost like three times as much money than I was in New York. Like wow. talk about, yeah, like the abundance of really trusting my intuition and And I remember for the first year, it was really good. I was in a great team. It was like a perfect fit. I think had I stayed on that team, I would have eventually burnt out um, because it's just, it's a fast pace. It's, you have all these very, very smart people who are competing with each other. They're competing with each other on uh, getting promotions, being, you know, getting to the next level, quote unquote. And it just, I mean, eventually I think I would have burned out, but in between there, I changed teams. And I think that's where it really was like, okay, this isn't the best fit for me. The team was not the best fit. I was in a role that didn't really um, allow me to work with clients and that's what I'm really good at. So I was like, wait a minute, this isn't, this doesn't fit. Um, I also had a boss who I think was very well-meaning, but had this very kind of, uh, her 
experience had been mostly at Google and it was like, this is the only way and this is how you're successful. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like there's many roads to the same destination. And so I just felt very limited. I'm like, well, I can't like, I have no autonomy in the work that I do. This feels awful. And it just, it just start, I guess like slowly started being like, oh wait, this is not what I thought. This is what, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, and that slowly, I guess, while that was happening, I was also doing all of this inner healing work where I was really coming back to myself, mm-hmm. where it's like, I was coming back to my core. I had kind of forgotten, I think, what it was like to like be really happy at work. And I remember I would drive it. It would be like, I'm driving into work. I'm energized. I'm listening to music and I get into the parking lot and all of a sudden I'm just like exhausted and it's nine in the morning and I haven't even walked into the building yet. Like my body was just like physically done. Like it was like, get out of here, you know? (laughs) But I would go in, I'm like, no, like make it work. And I'm like, it's Google. People dream of working here. People dream of working here, like make it work. And I remember I tried so hard to make it work, but it just, it was not a good fit. It was not a good environment. I think too, as a Latina woman, like many times I was the only Latina in the room and it's like, you deserve to, the message was like, you deserve to be here, but prove it. And that's, that's not a fun way to work at all. (laughs) And I laugh because I mean, I, my old boss, she really, she built a very diverse team. It was very inclusive in that sense, but the underlying message was still like, you got to work your butt off to be here. And I'm like, are the other white dudes like, do they get the same message? Like, what's that experience like? Because for me, that just didn't, it just didn't feel good to be so cutthroat and competitive, even though I do like competition, which is really weird. Like it's like under the right circumstances, I'll thrive in competition. I mean, I don't know. It was just some mix of all these different things. And as I mentioned, going to therapy, being interested in human design, kind of like going to school on my own, where I would go home and Google all of these things, literally. And then, and then that slow progression of like realizing, oh, I'm not grounded at all. No wonder I don't feel like this is where I need to be. Because the more grounded I became, the more aware I became of like, oh, I'm just standing. I felt like I went up this mountain and I'm like, oh, I'm on the wrong mountain. Shoot. Like, (laughs) I'm supposed to be over on that mountain. Like, oh man, (laughs) it was like, I finally could feel my legs and like, oh shoot. I went up the wrong, the wrong mountain. (laughs) Well, it makes so much sense though, the way that you describe it. And then that even that little bit, and it sounds like your intuition was speaking to you about Mm. your authenticity, where you were being led by this leader at Google who was doing her job and doing all the right things. But you could see the disparity. You could see and feel that, well, something isn't clicking right. And why is this not 
working for me anymore, even though technically it's what you wanted. Yeah. And I think now that you say that, I remember this very specific instance that was kind of like the beginning of the end. (laughs) That sounds so dramatic. But I remember I had to present um, to these two people who, I mean, one of them is like the head of marketing and the other one's, you know, pretty high up. And I do air quotes because I just think that's so silly. But anyway, you know what I mean? Like, it's like these two very, yes, let's use seniors, senior executives. And, and I'm presenting and one of them asked a question and I was like, I like made a little joke. I was like, I love that you asked that because that brings us to my next point. And then I like went to the next slide. And after that presentation, part of the feedback that I got was like, don't make jokes with senior executives. Like that's not professional or like all these things. And I was like, oh my God, I can't be myself here. Like this is wow. what, like I, just what? that little piece of your personality. Yes. Of, yes. Oh, that's amazing that you said that because it's on the yes. slide. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And I was just like, no way like that. Also, I would say that my ability to talk to somebody that's very senior like they're my friend. That's also been like why I've been so successful in my roles. And then up until that point, it was like, how would I have built this like 10 year career in marketing? If that wasn't, if I'm not able to be myself. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then it just everything, it was like, do not be you. Here's how to do it. And it just started chipping away. And I was like, okay, no, this isn't this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs> and, and then it didn't finally, I was like, and I mean, I say this so like nonchalantly, but it was like, I mean, I really struggled for months. I was like, how am I going to quit? This is consistent income. Yeah. This is security. I had never made that much money in my life up, up until that point. I lived on my own, you know, all of these very like, uh, secure things like these are you know good things in my life but I was like I can't even make a little joke in a presentation like how will I ever survive this this is not for me this isn't this isn't good so it took a lot of steps it took a lot of trust to follow that initial hit that you know it wasn't like that hit came in that intuition wasn't like okay, time for you to go. And then the next day I quit. I mean, this took like months to build that muscle of inner knowing. And then to answer your question of how did I end up in Colombia? Um, I was visiting my family during Christmas time. And I remember my cousin. So before I, before the apartment where I'm at now, I lived out in the country with my aunt and he was like, why don't you just come move here? Like, if you're quitting your job in LA, like, why don't you just come move here? And up until that point, I I had tried to live in Colombia before, but it just, I wasn't able to sustain myself and uh, I wasn't able to live alone. And it just, I thought it just like, wasn't going to be in the cards for me. Yeah. But then he's like, why don't you just come move here? And I was like, why don't I just come move here? And that was almost two years ago. So like, (laughs) I'd say it's going well of like, no, it it can happen. And it's kind of that belief of like, okay, I'm going to trust. Well, one, I'm going to trust that little, that instinct, that 
even if it's just a tiny little voice. Um, and then the belief of like, oh no, it can happen. I can be here. I can flourish here. And, and really believing that, which took me a while again, like this is a process. And I think that if you're new to this kind of idea of following your intuition, it takes time sometimes. Like I think for a while for me too, it's like, well, why isn't this happening overnight? Like, okay, I believe it. Why isn't this happening? (laughs) But it's like, it's a process. These are like many years of conditioning. Like, yeah, you know, it's okay that if it doesn't happen overnight and sometimes some beliefs do change overnight and that's okay. Like it's just a different, a different timeline for things. And that's our, that's all right. Yes. And I love the way that you're speaking about it actually, because I do feel like so many people when they decide, okay, now I remember what I want. Now I remember myself. I don't only want to be myself in the shadows at night after work and in the morning. Like I want to be in the sun. Like I want to be seen as myself, but that road that we take so far away from ourselves how on earth could it just be in a minute to get back to where we want to go it's like a u-turn and then we have to go back it's going to take Mm. time so it really makes sense to me that it wasn't overnight because you were living this life that you thought that you wanted and so you had to find your way back to Colombia, even though you were in the States and that's where you lived for a long time, right? Yeah. And I wonder, because you were really connected to your intuition and following it, was there a point that you remember that maybe you could share that made you follow it before it made sense, before you had all of your ducks in a row? Because the whole experience sounds like that. But was there one specific part that you could maybe share to help other people see theirs? Yeah, two things come to mind. One was, I remember uh, at the beginning of the year, Google gives out a bonus. So I was like, I know I want to quit, but I need to be smart about this. I'm going to wait for the bonus to come in. So in, in that sense, I was thinking about like the very physical things and making it all make sense. Mm-hmm. But then. I had no idea what I was going to do after, you know, (laughs) I was like, I had this broad idea of, I want to do energy healing. This has been so powerful for me. I want to help other people with this, but I had no idea what that was going to look like. Like I had no ducks in any row. The only row or the only duck that I had in a row was the bonus at the beginning of the year. And I was like, I'm going to resign after I get that bonus, get that money. Yeah. <laughs> Get that cash and that's it. That's all I knew. And even this apartment that I'm in now, it was like I don't know what. I need to move into the city now. And I remember it was like I don't know where I'm going to live, but I need to go. I like it's time. It doesn't, you know, there isn't any there weren't any ducks in a row. I didn't have any savings ready to go for this. It was just like I need to go. And the first day that I came to look at apartments, I mean, it all seemed lost. There's like nothing on the market. The like three apartments I saw were no good. And I just had kind of given up. And then my aunt, uh, and they used to live in this building. 
she was like, wait, let's talk to the doorman. There was like, they were remodeling an apartment or whatever. I was like, all right, let's go look. Zero expectation. I was like, whatever, this lady isn't going to respond. Like, I was like so jaded because I had exhausted all of my options that day that I just saw it. Like, I was like, okay, I give up. I guess like I'm not living in the city. And then boom, I walk into the apartment, that intuition of like, yes, this time I felt it in my solar plexus. It was so wild. My intuition is usually like this little voice, but when I walked into this apartment, like I felt it, I felt like my solar plexus open and I heard the little voice and I was like, oh, this is it. This is the apartment. And, and here I am, here I am. This is the apartment. (laughs) And you're living in this apartment in the city that you could not happen. Yes. And I love that though. That's such a beautiful lesson because the way you describe it is your mind was saying, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You thought for sure. Well, this isn't going to happen. And then even when your aunt suggested it, you were like, no, it's but fine. Like a little bit of a resigned kind of going for it, (laughs) but you still did. Like, it was almost like you had all the doubt with you but your intuition was stronger. So you were kind of like going there together and who knows what's going to happen, but it didn't stop you. What do you think makes you follow it when there is so much doubt and kind of spiraling Mm. thoughts? Oh, this is such a good question. I think because deep down, yes, I really want it, but there's like this fine line of like, there's a saying that's like, don't strangle the kitten. Like if you have a little kitten where you like, if you think about a little kid, that's like, I just love this cat so much that it's like so much that you like, I mean, this is I know, it's a horrible example, analogy. but I was like, wait, I need to come up with a better analogy, but it's but it like, of mice you want it. Yeah. It's like, you want it so bad that it's like, I must have it that you kill it. Yeah. And then it's this fine balance of like. I want it, but I will allow it to come to me. And I, and I won't know what that looks like. And I think I said, yes. Cause it was like, well, all right, let's just go because I, I, there, I did resign a little bit where it was just like, whatever, we'll just do it. But then I think it's because there's that deep inner soul knowing that, yes, this is it. And yeah. the same feeling with like moving to LA or moving to Colombia, or, I mean, I'm thinking about when I got off dating apps, because I, I was like, dating, and it was awful. And I hated all the apps. And I was like, I'm getting off the apps. I hate all of this. I'm going to meet him whenever I meet him. And then like a month later, I met my person. So it's like, kind of trusting and allowing it to happen versus I need to do all these things for it to happen. It's kind of this like release, like the moment where I was like, all right, let's just go see the apartment. Sure. Like it felt like a release, even though it felt very like I give up, you know, it's like this fine balance between the two of like, I really want it. Oh God, I gotta make it happen with, I surrender a little bit and it will happen when it needs to. And I came to look at this place without any expectation. It was just like, okay, let's just go see it. And then that's when the magic happened. Wow. And that is such a great description of surrendering. 
that is probably from my experience and working with my clients and just friends, actually letting something go that you want to do, not controlling every single aspect of it, of how it's received, what it's going, you know, what's going to happen, how, when, what, holding it so tightly that there's no room for any magic, anything. That's so difficult. But the way you described it, where it's almost, it's not surrendering in this like lily pad of light and like falling asleep. And when I wake up, the (laughs) gift will be there. It's like you're being dragged to this apartment and you're like, I, whatever, I don't know. Fine. But I know I want it, but fine. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But you followed your solar plexus, you followed your intuition, you followed the little voice. And then you were pleasantly surprised. And looking back, it's because you let go a little bit. It wasn't just up to you. Yes. Your aunt was leading you and the doorman was helping and the person that moved out of that apartment was helping and like all the people. Yes. Yes. And, and, oh, like hearing you say that just reminds me that I remember especially I, I have myself taking courses on how do I manifest and how do I do this? And it's like, surrender, surrender to life. And I remember just being like, okay, I surrendered. Hello. Why isn't it (laughs) happening? But like clearly not surrendered, but it's just this tiny little letting go. Like it doesn't have to be this big surrender where you're laying in the grass and everything is magic. It's like a tiny little surrender that opens up so much space for the magic and everything else to orchestrate. Like, I love the visual that you just gave us of, it's not just me. It's the universe doing its thing. It's my aunt. It's the doorman. It's the lady that's moving. It's like all of these different pieces that are coming together versus me trying to control everything, (laughs) which (laughs) I know we've talked about with our dream interpretation. And, and just really like, it, like surrendering doesn't have to be this big thing. It can be a tiny, tiny release, like tiny release. In your example is so helpful because it's the perfect little example, little meaning, just a few little steps mm-hmm. of allowing yourself to receive support in ways that you didn't know was actually going to happen. It's remembering and trusting that, oh, even though it's unknown, it doesn't mean Mm. it's bad. Like it could actually be better. Like if it was just you and you said no to your aunt, I'm going to get a realtor. I'm going to only work with them there. They have, you know, all the things you don't know what you're talking about. Yes. That's controlling it. That's tying it up. But yes, by surrendering and this really helps me too. And I'm sure so many people listening because it is a constant reminder of how to just let things go. I think it is part of being alive is learning this lesson of not only thinking of how you are affecting your life, but that life is a connection. It's like a constellation. Mm. Like we're always working together with everyone else. So that is a kind of new view of surrender that I really love. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, that is Reminding me of the recent image that came out um, from NASA of like the oh, all the little specks. I was like, oh my God, we really are just all little specks in the universe doing our thing, orchestrating to come together in these magical moments. Like all of these little moments that come together that make it 
how did we meet at this time in this space? And now I'm thinking about um, my boyfriend now of like, out of all the places that I could have taken my dog, Lucas, I take him to this place where I meet him. Like, it just blows my mind. Like, it's like, and had I tried to control any of that, none of it would have happened. Like, talk about just the desire there, that dream, that wanting to manifest that thing. And then the surrender of like, I can't control how this is going to happen. And in general, in my life, the less I control things, the better things go for me. Like how funny is that? (laughs) Yes. No, it's true though. And I think that's why we're talking about it today because it is something that we all need to remember. And the one thing that I feel is kind of lovely about both of us with surrendering, Mm -hmm. I think we both are doing this. We have the chatter of our mind telling us why we shouldn't trust it. Oh yeah. And it's just a constant dialogue for me. I'm just used to it. So I don't listen to it, but it's pretty funny because it's always there. Every little decision I make, my mind is telling me why I shouldn't do it. Yes. And I think that that is not spoken enough about. Yes. Oh, I am so glad you brought this up because I've got a whole, I mean, my mind can go to some places where I'm like, how did I even get there? Like, (laughs) where did we wind up way far down the road? But sometimes I need to listen to those things because it's like calling my attention to something deeper. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is just like, oh, thanks for this opportunity for me to just like come back to myself some more. And I think this is where beautiful people like you, where you're supporting people in that with this podcast, like, it's like, yes, I will have that mind chatter. Yes, I will have doubt. Yes, I will have fear. But how can I bring it along for the ride versus it taking over, which Mm -hmm. can totally take over. And sometimes it does take over for me. And it's like, okay, what, what just happened? What, how do I come back here? And I think that's totally normal. It's okay. Like that is a normal thing that happens. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because sometimes it can feel like, well, I got to be perfect and I do this and my mind is always good. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) And I can imagine too with your clients, if they are first generation Latina, there is also there may be more than just their own mind telling them why they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. So is that part of your, do you see that for yourself? And why do you feel passionate about helping that specific person? Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I saw when I was going through these manifestation courses and I was like, wait, something's missing here. And I came up with this framework where we really take a look at, okay, one is how do we get rooted? How do we come back to ourselves? How do we acknowledge that we have this mix of two cultures? And I think for me, it was like growing up in Minnesota, feeling so different of like speaking another language, eating different food, listening to music in another language, just so different. And sometimes looking around and like no one else looks like me and just Mm. feeling very isolating. And then this other part where it's, I'm in the boardroom and I'm the only woman. Sometimes I'm the youngest woman. Sometimes I'm the only Latina. Like 
am I allowed to be here feeling like I'm not worthy of these things? Because it's like, well, you know, you're what a privilege to be there. And it's like, well, no, I worked really hard to get here. So like, no. (laughs) So I found that there's these kind of three different elements where we go from just having this dream into this reality where we get rooted. You know, we acknowledge our ancestors and not just Latinas, but like everyone. How do we acknowledge where we came from? And Mm -hmm. I think the new age spirituality talks about 5D and all these things and like timelines and all these things. And I'm like, okay, where are your feet? Where, like, are you here right now? Like, why are you trying to go somewhere else? What are we escaping like, from? What are you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's get rooted. Let's go back to our guides and our ancestors too. I think the more I connect with my ancestors in whatever way that looks like, the more rooted I get and the more I'm able to be present in this current day reality, acknowledge all of the things that have happened so that I can be here now and become empowered when I'm in the room, when um, I want to share with people. I was with friends and uh, a couple months ago, I'm the only Spanish speaker. And I remember being like, you guys know who Bad Bunny is? This He's a reggaeton singer. And they were like, yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, that never happened when I was growing up. And I was just like, whoa, this is so cool. (laughs) But feeling like really empowered. So how do I go from feeling that like I don't belong to yes, I do belong and I'm empowered and I I have a voice. One is getting really rooted, right? So Mm -hmm. that's kind of like one of the pillars of the framework. The other one is how do I go from feeling the sense of scarcity? Like uh, I think for first generation Latinas and immigrants in general, it's like we're going to this other place for something better, or at least for my family, that was the case but then there's also a lot of lack mentality in, in it's like, there's not enough. And sometimes there wasn't enough. So like, how do we feel secure? Not just financially. How do we feel secure being in our body again, like going enough of the 5d stuff, like let's yeah. be in our bodies right now. And how do we create safety in that, in our nervous system so that we can be secure in our financial life? How do we manage money? How do we, again, like feel safe in our body? So that second pillar is security. And then the third is the strategy. How do we go from choosing A or B. I think that's another thing. (laughs) Like growing up, my dad would be like, well, do you need that? Or do you want that? And because there wasn't enough money, it would always be like, okay, well, I don't need it. So I can't really want it. So it was always like A or B. You could never have both. It, It could only be one or the other. So with the strategy, how do we get really clear? What is it that you really want? Do you want a house for yourself and your parents? Okay, how do we make this happen? What are the steps that we need to do to get there? How, if you want a healthy relationship, how do you, it doesn't have to be either I give up myself so that I make this other person happy because clearly that does not work. How do we, what's the strategy behind it? So through, now I'm getting all fired up. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I, can I, I can imagine, like, <laughs> I can imagine that all the I'm tools like, you have like having somebody's human design blueprint, yes. really understanding their energy with your energy healing past, understanding yes. how to create a strategy because you did that with Google and YouTube and yes. NBC Universal. Like you have yes. done all of these things, but then you also have 
such a beautiful ability is seeing the big picture for somebody else yes. that you can kind of show them. You can see how they can get there. And that is, yeah. that is amazing. Like that, that is beautiful work that we need so desperately in the world. That's just, wow. Thank I, you. You're getting fired up because it is. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I want to caveat too that I give people all of these tools for them to figure out what works for them. It's all leaning it back to them. It's all leaning it back to them. Like for me, I, I don't like the details of certain things don't hype me up. I need to surrender a little bit, but for somebody else, they might love all of the details and that's what we get clear on. So like how active do you want to be in this? What are the beliefs that are running around underneath? And like, just getting really clear, like come back to you Yes, you can have it. You can have the wants and the needs. It doesn't have to be either or. It can be a mix of all of these things. And so in a way that's going to work for each person, I think that's the main thing. Because I'm like, wait, what are this isn't going to work for me. Like, I can't. Uh, I love the business uh, coaching right now. That's like, make 10K months, post every oh, yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh my God, I'm tired. And I haven't even looked at that. That is like not my jam. <laughs> you know, like yes. so very getting really clear on what's gonna work for each person. Because again, how do you follow your intuition? How do you come back to your core? How do you come back to yourself? That's where all the magic is. Everyone mm-hmm. has their own magic inside. So what like what gift to be able to see that. And yeah. as a projector, I'm I'm really able to see that in other people and systems and like what works and what doesn't. And also I'm all about efficiency too. Like let's do this as quickly as possible, least amount of steps. Yes, it might be a little hard. We might touch on some things that are going to be a little uh, deep, but that's okay. That's part of life. Like yeah. that's what makes it all worth it. Cause it's like, I've overcome all these things. And look at me now and look at me right now in this moment in time, not the future, Isabel, not our future self. No, no. Like who we are right now in this moment that needs to be celebrated way more than I think this idea of I'm becoming a better person every day. And I get that like, yes, good. But also we need to celebrate who we are today because this is what we've got right now. I feel like that is why I was so excited to have you on too, because your approach is so grounded. And that is part of my mission that I feel is to bring spiritual ideas, intuition, intuitive gifts, all of the things that can feel kind of supernatural to be supernatural and grounded. And I love that you also mentioned, you know, there are these and people that are listening might not have even heard these things before, but there are these ideas that you need to level up and bring your vibration higher to a different dimension. And you can only, you know, and and only then will you be able to be enlightened enough. It's very much, um, it can, I mean, the word that's coming to me, it's very much a marketing scheme <laughs> that actually is yeah. what's coming to me because it's not of you. It's something you have to strive for. Yes. But for me, spirituality is about remembering that we have a spirit and our spirit is not outside of our body. Mm, yes. Oh, that just gave me chills. That is exactly it, Mary. Ah. 
You have said it. We are here right now. There isn't this thing that we're striving because it also, it's like, well, when I, when I'm higher level, when I've reached this other timeline, then I'll be good. Then I'll, that just seems like I'll never get there. It's always in the future. Mm -hmm. How can I be this spirit in my body right now, here, right now? And I think that's the more I've leaned into that too. It's like the more powerful I feel. And it's like, oh no, I'm here. I am here. (laughs) Totally. And that's what really grounding feels like to me too. And yeah, yeah, that has been a key for me. And because it isn't easy, it didn't come naturally to me because I was so far away from inside of my body. I was only searching outside, completely untethered, waiting for that time, that perfect, that pivot. Oh, that's when yeah. And then it never came until I finally just like went back inside and realized, oh, it's all there. And it took a lot of support to get there. But that was the goal. And how else yes. are we supposed to surrender unless we trust that we are going to be okay and that we don't need something outside of us? So it all kind of ties together the way that you're speaking about it and the way I'm feeling about it too. It's just very powerful. So thank you. Yes. Yes. And when we come back to ourselves, we can trust the other to be there for us. You know, it's like, and I, I see this so clearly now in my relationship. It's like anytime that I'm scared to be vulnerable and then I share it, even though I'm scared, this other person comes back and it's like, oh no, it's okay. You're not alone. Mm. You know, it's, and it's, I mean, the example with the apartment, the example in a relationship, the example, even you, Mary, like even you helping me launch my podcast, like, oh, yes, without, yeah, my my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) But like, had I not really connected with myself and been grounded in myself to start the podcast, that support wouldn't have been so clear, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Because you had the inner clarity of you knew the name, you knew what it wanted to be about. Yeah. But then the rest was kind of a mystery. Yes. Like exactly what the episodes will be exactly what the structure, all of those things. Yes. But you were able to find support for it through me and then the other means of support that you have. And then you were able to do it. So you did it on your own, but it's because you trust other people to support your vision because you had a clear vision because you were able to see it because you're grounded and rooted in your own self. Yes. Yes. And it's safe and it's safe. (laughs) It's safe to be grounded in myself and it's safe to receive help from other people too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that, it sounds so simple, but it's it's not, (laughs) it can be, but we get kind of in our own way. So it's very important to, um, yeah be gentle on ourselves while we're doing it. But wow, because I really do believe that if we are following our own bliss, it doesn't mean that our life is going to be a hundred percent bliss, but it means that we are living in our purpose. Mm. So the challenges are hurdles. The life is moving in the direction that it's meant to. We can yes. handle everything that comes our way. And then the people around us are usually able to live their life that way. When we're shining our light, it sparks other people's lights and then sparks that light and sparks that light and sparks that light. So being both Leos, (laughs) I feel like that is kind of a remarkable thing to always remember 
that by being yourself, you are literally helping everyone else around you. Yes. There's this saying that's like, no matter how dark of a cave, if you light a match, you'll still see the light. Mm-hmm. And and if if right now it doesn't feel safe to be yourself because you might be in a cave and you're the only light, I send you like so much love. And like for you to even be listening to this podcast when if you're in an environment where you can't shine bright, like just know that you are supported, you know? Yeah. Like I, I think about, especially with um, like LGBT rights or me growing up in Minnesota, being the only non-white person or living in a very, or whatever, wherever area you may be where it's not so safe. It can be hard to be that light, but just be the light, you know, like yeah. in, in a way that feels really safe to you and, and grow that intuition. The more that you grow it, the bigger that light is going to be and lift the consciousness of, of coming back to our core. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't stress it back enough of how do I come back to me? Because then that's where we create safety of being able to shine our light. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Can you let us know about if you are accepting new clients, what your work is looking like, how people can work with you, because I know like me, you do work with people from around the globe. It's virtual, which is kind of the most beautiful part of living in the time we are now. So I love that we are both taking advantage of that because at first I only thought I would be working with people in person. So it just organically happened that now it's only online and only a few people in Canada, everybody else is from other places. So tell me about yours. Who, who can work with you? How do they do it? Yeah. So thank you, Mary. Um, I work with people all over the world, uh, as I met, or as you mentioned that you do all your work virtually, I also do my work virtually. So I offer human design readings, whether you're new to human design or you have some knowledge of it, we'll dive into your chart and look at how does your energy work specifically for you? What are the nuances, takeaways? Um, I think one of the things that I love about human design is like the reaction is like, how did you know that? <laughs> That's like my favorite. <laughs> um, so you can book a reading on the website at www.yourlatinamentor.com. I'm also offering a manifestation course. So some of the things that I mentioned, what is this framework? How do I get rooted? How do I get secure? What's the strategy? So I have a manifestation course coming out later in August. So all of the details can be found there. And if for some reason, you know, it's closed, you can sign up for the next one. All of the information will be at yourlatinamentor.com as well. And you can also find me on Instagram at yourlatinamentor.com. That's where I like to hang out and post fun reels and let you know when the new episodes of the Your Latino Mentor podcasts come out, which are is also available to listen to anywhere podcasts are available. So that's a little bit of everything, but mostly Instagram and yourlatinamentor.com. That's where you can find me. Yes. And I will put all of those links in the show notes. So it'll be very easy to find, but please check out Isabel's podcast. It is really lovely to listen to. Thank you. And I have to say, now I'm like, I I feel like I didn't talk about this enough, but working with Mary has completely 
changed how I view myself, how I view my inner power, how I view my inner strength. Your Reiki sessions are so good. It's so beautiful, so magical. Your dream interpretation work with me. You're into this podcast. You are just such a beautiful angel. You're such a light, Mary. I love you so much. And your listeners are so lucky to have you. And so am I. (laughs) So thank you. You're choking me up. That's so nice. So if you've been thinking about working with Mary, definitely go work with her because she's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I love supporting you. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. And I will say it's like everything you just said, it's all you. Like all I do is just translate your energy back to you. Like it's nothing that isn't of you. So Mm. I hope that you remember that with any of the connections and memories of our sessions together and any of the interpretations that it's all from you, like it's not from me. So that's my favorite part about my work is it is just being that kind of grounded mirror for the beautiful clients that I get to see. So it's just amazing. So thank you. Thank Thank you. you, Mary. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. Please reach out to me with any questions or if you wanted to share anything that may have come up for you during this episode, you can follow me or message me on my Instagram at treenlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, or you can check out my website, treenlight.com. T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. I will have all the links in the show notes for you to easily find everything where you can learn about all the ways that I can support you. So thank you so much for all of your support. Be kind to yourself and I'll talk to you soon.